we are, uh, as you, if we were here last week, I told you we we're going to take a break from our study of Exodus and, uh, and move into uh, the book of Luke during this time of Advent. We're going to follow along with the scriptures from the lectionary. Uh, which we don't follow along very often in here in New Heights. Uh, in fact, we rarely know what that, where to find those scriptures. But um, we are following along with the book, the Gospel of Luke, during this time of, of Advent. Uh, it, just a quick poll. How many of you are fans of the holiday known as Christmas? Most everyone. All right. How many of you have your decorations up? Wow, not as many as 9.30. Bah! Humbug. How many of you have had your decorations up for over a week already? Yes, we are the true believers. The holiday Christmas. How many of you have had your exterior illumination up for over a week? Hallelujah! That is the only way people know about Jesus Christ. Okay, if you are a believer in Jesus and you do not have exterior illumination on your house, you're a sinner. Or something like that. This is, this is my favorite time of year. I love it. I, I love coming um, into the, the whole holiday corridor, if you will. Coming into October when football's going and, and, and it's, you get a breath every now and then just to... Just, just a hint of cool in the air. Um, and, 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 you know, the, the Thanksgiving, I love Thanksgiving, and, and, but then you roll into Christmas, man. Woo. I, I had a wedding here last night, and I was leaving, um, and it was great. The wind was blowing, and, and, like, the trees were just dropping leaves out here in the parking lot. Just It was dark, but you could see in the lights these huge leaves just coming down. You could hear the leaves. I was like, I thought to myself, because no one was, was near me, um, I was like, Wow, this is the perfect picture of fall, except I'm sweating. <laughs> this, this is wrong. Um, but it could not dampen my spirit as I got into my truck and had 101.9 playing, which I have had playing for quite a while. Why? All Christmas, all the time, right? You have to suffer so, through some of those like horrible horrible 1980s Christmas things. Do they know it's Christmas? Whatever. Stop that and bring me Bing. You know, I need some Crosby. I need some Sinatra. I need some Brenda Lee. Anybody? Brenda Lee fans? Yeah. I want a hippo for Christmas too. You know, um, there's just, just, I love it. I love last night. Um, I get home and, uh, you know, there was college football on two teams. I really could care less about, um, that were playing last night. And, but you know what else was on? It's a wonderful life. Yes, it is. And that is a wonderful movie. How many of you watched that last night? Heathens. How many of you have seen that movie ever? Yeah. I think most everyone, it plays every time, all the time, every year. Um, but gosh, what a great movie that is. What an incredibly brilliant, wonderful movie that exists. We also watched Elf. <laughs> How many of you have seen that one? Yeah, y'all are going to be more charismatic about it. Um, did you hear that? Uh, so that's my phone, my ringer. When I call Daryl's cell phone, it burps for like three minutes and then goes, did you hear that? Um, during Christmas, that's my ringer for him. I like to call him just at random moments. So he gets to hear the burp. Um, so uh, yeah, it, it's just, I, I love this time of year. The movies, uh, Jenna and I have been counting down 
with the family channel waiting for their countdown to Christmas till they get to the 25 days of Christmas where all they play all those cheesy, horrible Tory spill, uh, spill, spilling. What's her name? I wanted to say Spielhagen, but that's wrong. Spelling. Thank you. <laughs> I hope Tori's not in here right now. Tori spelling movies, um, you know, the, these Christmas things. And just, uh, I just I love it. Every year at the end of Thanksgiving, on the Friday right after Thanksgiving, this is my family's, the Crocker family tradition, um, my immediate, me and Jenna and the kids. We come home from the river where we spend Thanksgiving, and uh, we leave the mess there because we have a family tradition. Um, you know, sorry, we'd like to clean up but our hands are tied by the love of Jesus. So we go home and, uh, and we bring down all of our Christmas decorations. I, I am allergic to real Christmas trees. I know it's a sad, sad moment. Um, but what that has enabled us to do is to have a, an artificial Christmas tree. Um, we, we, they never die. Uh, and, and every year you just plug it in, lights, camera, action, there it is. So we set up our tree. This year, the kids were both into decorating. They both got fired up. In fact, like four days in advance, Grace was pointing to pictures of our Christmas tree. She'd like flip through and find pictures and she'd be pointing to it. And we're like, it's coming. It's, we know, we're excited too, Grace. Um, and so we, we decorate. Uh, we typically watch Christmas Vacation um, during this time. However... Right. <laughs> Johnny Joffy on the spot. Um, not necessarily the most appropriate movie um, to watch with a five and seven year old. Uh, so we have had to curtail that tradition and wait until later in uh, the evening when they're down to watch it. Jenna was trying to convince me that Corbin was ready at the beginning of the movie this year. And I'm like, just wait. Just wait. It goes south in a hurry. Um, and it's no, we shouldn't even be watching it. But it is so funny. Um, and so, uh, so we watch that and I drink, um, a gallon of eggnog, um, just straight out of the jug because you just shake it up a little bit and oh, I just love eggnog. I love it. So Jenna makes me buy the light kind. Um, I'm happy about that. Uh, but I, I just, I just love it. it just comes down my beard. It's an ugly scene. Um, and then the next day I, I decorate the outside of our house. I, I, uh, I do a lot less now than I used to, but I put lights along the roof line. Um, this is just a, another side story that I'm very proud of. At the end of every season, Christmas season, um, I take the original boxes that the lights have come packaged in and I repackage them exactly as they came from China. Yeah, I could be a Chinese worker. Uh, that's a, it's, it's a tremendously um, time-saving uh, s- skill to have the next season uh, because I've been using the same lights for over eight years. Bam, deal with that. Yeah, the dinosaur incandescent lights that just spin your, uh, it's same ones, eight years in a row. Uh, but uh, So I put those up, put our garlands up and all that stuff and uh, put some lights in the back and then we are ready to tell people about the love of Jesus Christ. And then I take it upon myself to ridicule the people on my street who have not decorated their home, especially the ones who decorate their home for Halloween. Those are the ones that really tick me off. I'm like, really? You have enough time to throw a cobweb in your bush, but you can't throw a net of lights? I've been known to send a couple of angry text messages to people. Um, All in the love of the Spirit, right? Because this is the most wonderful time of the year. Isn't it? Come on. Is is no one else going to break out in song with me? It's the most wonderful time. Stop it. Um, Because here's the thing. 
we can get really, really caught up in that, right? We can get tremendously overwhelmed by the wonderfulness of the season. We can get so caught up in the things that go on, the speed with which the season moves, seems to move anyway. The amount of things that happen during this time of year. Why is it that we that we have parties, um, you know, like we get together with family members and, and part, why don't we do this the rest of the year? If they're so important to us that around this Christmas season that we want to gather together, why don't we you know, plan other times to have parties and to come celebrate and have fellowship? Why don't we do some of these other things throughout the year? But then we just try to cram it all right here in a few weeks time. How many of you are tired at the end of Christmas? Some of you aren't honest. How many of you have already been shopping? How many of you have finished your shopping? Yeah, type A, OCD. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I typically start my shopping a few weeks ago, and I have already started my shopping, and I will finish probably this week. The reason being because I don't like the rest of you as it gets closer to Christmas. The streets are ugly. You lose all Christmas joy and spirit and you cut one another off in parking lots. And there's like fights for people who report it. My blinkers on for that lot. You know, that spot right there. You stole my spot. There's like 30 right there. And then you get into the stores and there's sales and there's only so many items and people, you know, you see this every year, especially on Black Friday. People pushing one another to the ground to get to some certain little toy that their child must have. We just lose sight. We get caught up in this whirlwind of peppermint and green and red and just blah. And we lose sight of the season. We lose sight of Advent, the coming of the King. Oh man, I wish that was a Christmas song that was playing right there. That would have been awesome. <laughs> Greatness. Um, In Luke chapter 21, I'm going to read from the message version today. Luke chapter 21. It will seem like all hell has broken loose. Excellent start to an Advent scripture, would you not say? Sun, moon, stars, earth, sea. In an uproar, and everyone all over the world in a panic, the wind knocked out of them by the threat of doom, the powers that be quaking. And then, then... They'll see the Son of Man welcomed in grand style, a glorious welcome. When all this starts to happen, up on your feet, stand tall with your heads high. Help is on the way. He told them a story. Look at a fig tree, or any tree for that matter. When the leaves begin to show, one look tells you that summer is right around the corner. The, the same here. When you see these things happen, you know God's kingdom is about here. Don't brush this off. I'm not saying this for some future generation, but for this one too. These things will happen. Sky and earth will will wear out, but my words won't wear out. But be on your guard. Don't let the sharp edge of your expectation get dulled by parties and drinking and shopping. Otherwise, that day is going to take you by complete surprise, spring on you suddenly like a trap. For it's going to come on everyone, everywhere at once. 
So whatever you do, don't go to sleep at the switch. Pray constantly that you will have the strength and wits to make it through everything that's coming and end up on your feet before the Son of Man. He spent his days in the temple teaching, but his nights out on the mountain called Olives. All the people were up at the crack of dawn to come to the temple and listen to him. These are the words of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now, when you read this scripture, this beautiful Christmas, wonderful scripture about the end of times, essentially. How does it leave you feeling? What's your your gut reaction there when you talk about the end of the world, the end of the ages, the end of time? Doom? Fear? Anybody a little worried about it? What Jesus is saying here is, don't. Hold your head up. Be strong in the knowledge of me. When Jesus comes again, it won't be something to oppress us. It will be something to liberate us. When he comes again, it will be to end all wars. Yeah, I kind of would like that one. To end all hunger. Yeah, that one's a pretty good thing to end too. Disease. Oh, yeah. When Jesus comes again, it is to bring restoration to all things. And what Jesus is talking about here is a couple of things, really, the scholars debate back and forth. One, he's talking about an immediate prophecy for the people of Israel. Seventy years after he says this, they just get invaded and destroyed. The temple is completely demolished. It's the diaspora. Jews are scattered throughout. People that listened to Jesus' prophetic words and believed him left The people who stayed behind. If you read a little further up in chapter 21, what it says is, oh, it's going to be horrible for you if you stay behind. And they just get decimated. It's a slaughtering of people. And those that are left are put into slavery. It's a horrible event that happens that Jesus is saying, here it comes. But I think what he says to us is I'm coming again. I'm coming again to end all oppression. I'm coming again to end all hunger and wars and disease. I'm coming again to bring my love and my peace and my grace. So be ready for me. Don't get so overcome by the world. Don't be so messed up in this season of Advent that all you're focused on are your, your invitations to the hundreds of parties that you're going to, to, to the, the shopping that you have to do, to the decorations, to the mood, to, to the season can overwhelm you. And a lot of it, as we look at it, are good things. Jenna and I have a couple of, in in like a week or so, we have something that we could do every night. Some of it's with kids, some of it's not. Every night we could be gone from our home at somebody's house celebrating the season. And we just looked at each other and we're like, there's no way. I don't like those people that much. 
That's not true. We love all of them, and it would be great to do all of these things, but it's not good. We need to take time for us as a family to slow things down and to remember that the kingdom is coming. To focus on the fact that Jesus said the kingdom is coming now. Before he comes back to bring the kingdom in full, we have access to the kingdom here and now. And if we begin to believe that and focus on that during this Advent season, if we forget all of the details, all of the, all of the stuff that, that just clouds you, the static that just gets in this season, the, the arguments that you want to have with the sales clerk who says happy holidays, and you're like, Merry Christmas! Anybody do that? I did that to somebody at Bath and Body Works the other day. I did it to her. I didn't do it in an angry way. And then I walked away going, oh yeah, that was brilliant. Because that made her really believe in Jesus. But if we get so messed up by the static of the season that we forget to focus on the advent of the coming of the kingdom of God. It's not just the coming of the king, because that will come, and we don't know when, but it's the coming of the kingdom of heaven. We are sons and daughters, heirs to this kingdom of heaven, and we have access to it right now. What Jesus said at the end of it, what Luke says about Jesus at the end of it is, he goes off every night. He knew that the world could mess him up if he just stayed inside of it and wasn't connected to the Father. So every night, every day he was there in the temple teaching. But every night Jesus went off to the mountain to be with God. Jesus knew that you had to take time away. He knew that you needed to connect with the Father to understand what was really going on. To pray constantly. To be ready. To not fall asleep at the switch, as Peterson says in his translation but to be ready to access and to experience the kingdom now. That's what he desires for us. So, how do you do that? I think Jesus just told us the example. You connect with him. You connect with the Father. You take time away from, uh, from the craziness of the holiday and you focus yourselves and your family. And if, if you're parents and you have children, teach them about what this season really means. I mean, let's be honest. We want to get really down to it. Jesus wasn't born on December 25th, right? So I'm glad you're sitting down, some of you. But it's when we celebrate it. And if this is the moment of the year that we choose to narrow our focus and to celebrate the coming of the kingdom, this advent, this coming of the kingdom of God, then let's focus on it. Yes, I want you to drive by and ooh and ah at my lights that are so pretty and they're not twinkling, Clark. I know that. Chris's vacation uh, reference there. Um, But more than that, I'd rather you know the peace that comes with knowing him. I'd rather you get into a rhythm of moving with the spirit of God. And that the presence and the cards and the parties, the music and the movies, they don't take away. They don't distract. Because you're right on. Today we get an opportunity 
to begin that. As we come to the Lord's table, we accept this gift of life. It was the night that he was betrayed that he took the bread and he broke it and he blessed God for it. He said, take this, eat all of you. This is my body, which is given for you. After supper was over, he raised the cup to heaven and he blessed God for it. And he said, take this, drink all of you. This is my blood, the blood of the new covenant, which is poured out for the forgiveness of sins. As often as you drink this, do so in remembrance of me. And so we come in remembrance of Jesus's act of sacrifice, his gift of love, his gift of life. We come this morning putting aside the things of this world and focusing on him, that he has come once and that he will come again. If you are helping with communion, if you would come forward at this time, the rest of you, if you would bow your heads and pray with me. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you for this gift of life that we are about to receive. By the power of your Spirit, make it be for us the body and blood of Christ. And let us be holy and living sacrifices that as we leave from this room, from this table, that we would be filled with your Spirit, so much so that others might know of your glory. In Jesus' name, amen.